Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And I want to take a few minutes here to announce to everybody that our book, Marriage, God's Way, is finally available for purchase on Lulu and on our website and on Amazon. So don't forget to check that out today. It's our special book that we have collaborated with a couple other people that just, if you want a godly marriage, this tool will help you get there. And if you want to keep your marriage strong and what the foundation that God intended, this book is for you. We back everything we up, uh, up that we suggest on in Scripture. Everything from down to, to finances to everything down in between. Even arguing sometimes because you know marriage couples argue. But you want to argue the right way. You don't want to sit there and call each other names and have to apologize for that later and knowing that he's going to end up getting mad later or vice versa. But just to let you guys know that marriage God's way is available for purchase today. So continuing on. With what we were talking about last week, Trinity, what is, what is it, and so on and so forth. This is part two. So we're going to start off now with part two of the Trinity. Here's my lovely wife. Yes, welcome back. We are so glad to be here, and we love bringing you the Word of God. And I want to give a big shout out to all the dads listening uh, for Father's Day. This is Saturday and this is Saturday the 18th, so tomorrow the 19th is Father's Day, and I want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. And God bless you for all of you who are being the godly men of the household God is wanting you to be. So we're explaining the Trinity and how three in one, and if you can envision a potted plant with three stems, out of one we get three, we get God in the fatherly role, God the Father. Then from him comes Jesus Christ, his son. And then from Jesus Christ in his death on the cross, we get the Holy Spirit. And he, we are infilled with the Holy Spirit. So we talked about God in the fatherly role last week. So today we're going to continue on. And we are going to talk about the next two, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So... Jesus, you know, he is so much more than what we are putting, and so is God in his fatherly role. But to condense it, you know, we've had to condense it, or this would be a really long show. So, you know, we're going to move on with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we come to God through Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection on the cross. God spoke word and he spoke the world and it came to be he spoke the living word jesus christ he is the living written and spoken word we come to god through jesus christ and his death on the cross for it pleased the father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him whether things on earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross. That's Colossians 1, 19 and 20. And 
Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's John 14, 6. This is how God's love was revealed among us. God sent his one and only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And love consists in this, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's 1 John 4, 9 and 10. See, we come to God through Jesus Christ. And that is by faith. We just have to believe and receive. And then we're covered in the blood and God sees us righteous through Jesus Christ. Exactly. So what more does he have to do to prove that he exists? Well, let's find out. He was with God in the beginning. It was a living, spoken, and written word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was nothing. I mean, he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made. Nothing was made that was made. He was life. He is life. John 1, 1 through 4. And so on, it continues. He has the fullness of God. And the word became flesh, dwelled, and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory, and the glory as the one begotten Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. Now, don't that make sense, people? How can we sit there and have our kids go to school and be taught evolution, or whatever they're speaking of in this world in this day? If they're trying to tell us we were evolved from apes, that makes no sense to me, because something had to create the apes. They didn't just evolve from a mustard seed. God created everything in this world and everything of the world. Why is that so hard to believe? Yes. You know, everything has to have a beginning. Everything has to have a beginning. Even the Big Bang Theory. Well, you know, the two things that had the Big Bang? Well, guess what? They had to have a beginning. Duh. You know, that cell phone you have in your hand or, you know, the computer that you're listening from guess what someone had to make them they just didn't appear in your home or in your hand someone had to make them everything has to have a beginning so you know there has to be a creator so god wanted children he wanted a family he, and eternity is a long time that's why he's called god the father he wanted a family and we become his family through jesus christ we are God's children through him. But as many as received him, they are given the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's John 1, 12 and 13. And, of course, he is our Savior. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. That's 1 John 4, 14. But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That's 2 Timothy 1.10. You see, he is so much more. And God looks down on us no matter what we've done in the past and what we will do in the future. He's made, he has already made the propitiation for that, Jesus Christ. And through his death and resurrection, we have we can come to him for forgiveness of the things that we've done in the past and the things that we'll do in the future because, hey, we're all human and we're going to sin. Guess what? We're flesh. We're weak. And we mess up. No one's perfect. 
but God sees your heart and he knows your heart that you want to try and that you don't want to. And so, you know, he, he's already got that covered. First John 1, 8, 9, it says, you know, if you're, if you, um, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So God has already have that has that covered that he knows you're going to sin. And all you have to do is ask for forgiveness. So, you know what? You are still covered in the blood. He sees you when you're when you receive Jesus. He looks down on you and sees you covered in the blood. He sees you righteous before him, no matter what you've done or what you will do. He is your savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his, his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John 6, 3, 16, and 17. Exactly. So moving on here, we're going to... This is verse... Blessed be the Father, uh, the Father, if I can talk, people, I'm sorry. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again, living hope through resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ died, uh, Christ from the dead. I'm sorry. Resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. First Peter 1, 3. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, the, uh, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. John eleven twenty five and 26. Jesus is our mediator, our intercessor. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of the new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now that he has died and has ransomed to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. Hebrews nine fifteen. Because Jesus lives forever, he has permanent priesthood. Therefore, he also is able to save the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lives and makes intercessors for them. Hebrews 7, 24, 25. Think about that. He is the only one on this planet, on this universe, that can save us from our sins. Nobody else can do that. He took our sins from us when he dies on the cross. Who in the right mind would ever do that for us? Only one person that God sent to this earth. He knew that we could not make it on our own. He knew that there had to be a way to get his followers to heaven. And Jesus Christ is that answer. Always has been, always will be. You can't go to a church and beg the priest Forgive you, uh, ask for forgiveness of their sins, and, and say Hail Marys, however many times it says Hail Marys, and give a contribution to the church and say your sins are forgiven. It doesn't happen like that, nor will it ever happen like that. You can't just drink alcohol and tell your priest, Oh, I drank. Can, I, can you please forgive me for drinking? That's not going to work. Never has, never will. Yes. So there is so much more we can say about Jesus Christ that he has so much love. Read Psalm 103. Oh, it talks all about that. Read Isaiah. If you read in Isaiah um, 14 and 52, 
verses 14 and 15, it says he was beaten beyond human recognition. And it talks about his death and resurrection on the cross in Isaiah chapter 53. Read through those verses to find out more about Jesus Christ. He humbled himself. He humbled himself and became obedient, obedient unto death. And you can read about that in Philippians chapter 2. That he knew he was going to undergo so much pain. And he knew that God would have to turn his back on him. Only because of the sin that was going to be on him. God is holy and he cannot look on sin. And so that really bothered him. It disturbed him. And the weight that was about, he was about to undertake. And he prayed in the garden, Father, if this cup can be taken from me, but yet not my will, but thine be done. And he, his sweat was as drops of blood. That's how, that's how heavy, that's how heavy hearted he was in praying. For this moment and if he needed to go to the father if he needed daily communion with him how much more so do we but he did not my will but thine be done we can play the same thing and, and say god please give us strength so we have strength through him we have strength the lord gives strength to his people the lord blesses his people with peace psalm 29 11 he gives you peace he gives you love he gives you he gives you strength he gives you peace. There is so much that we have because of Jesus Christ. And he lives to intercede for us and go to the Father for us. He's always making intercession for us. So um, we're going to continue on. We're going to break in for just a moment to play a song for you. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break here, people. And thank you for all, always turning in and being reliable to us. We're going to play a special song for you called We Believe by the Newsboys. So we'll be right back right after this. In this time of desperation all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation Stock you help us see there is only one salvation we believe we believe we believe in God the Father we believe in Jesus Christ we believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion We believe that He conquered death We believe in the resurrection And He's coming back again We believe 
Jesus Christ We believe in the Holy Spirit And He's given us new life We believe in the crucifixion Hey guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that uh, song by We Believe, by We the Bo- I can speak, uh, by the Newsboys, We Believe. And that is an awesome song. I always love that song. It, it really hits home to uh, our special occasions when we're like lost and we need some encouragement. That song really does its job. But we're going to continue on with our discussion of uh, the Trinity and uh, what uh, what holds in the Trinity and how God works it. So, the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. This is where God himself comes to live inside of us. Is that not awesome? And it's so, you know, it is beyond what I can truly fathom and understand is how God Almighty, El Shaddai, would want to come in and be with me eternally. I just, you know, why? Why me, Lord? And it's simple. It's because he wants family, just like all of us. So the next is there's the Holy Spirit by which we have the power of God and so much more through Jesus Christ. We have the Father. We hear the Father through the Holy Spirit. And we have everything we need through the Holy Spirit. So picture a cord connected to a lamp. The Holy Spirit is the wiring in the cord and we have light by Jesus Christ when it's plugged into the power source, God. The Holy Spirit given to us by faith through Jesus Christ as the Son of God and receiving Him by asking Him into our hearts and asking for forgiveness of our sins. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For it is with your heart that one believes unto righteousness in your mouth that you confess and are saved. Romans 10, 8 through 10. The Holy Spirit makes intercession for us and prays for us. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which we cannot, which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 26 through 28. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us. However, 
When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. John 16, 13. For all who are led by the spirit are sons of God. Romans 8, 14. He leads us. He guides us. He, inter he also makes intercession for us. And we don't know how to pray since he's there and he knows our hearts. The Holy Spirit will pray for us to God. Exactly. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Just like Sandy said, that metaphor, how it works, it's our electrical line to it. Such as like with the light switch or think of it as a computer that can't talk to one another unless it has Wi-Fi or internet access. That extra line, there's a direct line to God. That is an awesome thing, isn't it? He, that is our telephone line to him. Isn't it? People think about that way. It's a telephone line or some sort of connection, connection that, uh, that we need with him. So continuing on, the Holy Spirit testifies and makes us known to us things of God. But when the Helper comes, whom shall send you send to you from the Father, the Holy Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. John 15, 26, and 27. However, when he, the Spirit, the Spirit of truth, comes, has come, he will guide you through all, all guide you into all the truth for will, he, wait a minute, where am I? He will uh, tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take, uh, take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. John 16, 13 through 15. Yes, another word, the Lord speaks to the Holy Spirit and it makes it known to us in our spirit. So you want to know how you hear God? Well, number one, it's got to line up with the word of God. And number two, you'll have a loving warmth within your heart. You're going to feel, you're going to feel it deep within it's not going to come to your mind it's going to come it's just going to be annoying it comes to you and it's more or less going to come from your heart that's where the holy spirit resides and so god makes it known and it's just something that you just know that you know that you know deep down inside just like you know deep down inside that you're going to get up tomorrow okay you're going to have that knowing about something that god wants to tell you deep down in your heart it's going to line up with the word of god and it will not con contradict it, and it'll be like a, a loving and a warmth and a peace. Because um, when the disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus, after Jesus rose from the dead, and he came up to two of them and began talking to them, and he didn't reveal who he was at first, only when he wanted to. And then when he did, and they knew it was him, and they started talking amongst themselves, and they said, weren't not our hearts burning within us when he spoke to us? See? So you'll have a loving warmth and a peace in your heart, and that's how you know when God is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit convicts, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. John 16, 8 through 11. You see, 
he's got to let us know when we're doing something wrong. Do you want to keep going down the wrong path? Don't you want him to let you know and say, hey, this is not right. So sometimes events will happen. Sometimes it'll come from somebody else. And sometimes it'll come from just something inside of us and knowing that, you know, this is not right. This is not right thing that I'm doing. And it may not be a sin. It may be something that, you know, you're going to apply for a job and you just got a sense inside of you that you don't need to apply for that job for some reason. You better listen. And you can always pray and ask God to confirm and he will. But then if it's sin and, and, and you're thinking you need to repent, then that's going to cause alienation from God. Colossians 1.21 says sin alienates us from God. And so you want him to convict you because that's going to keep you. That's going to hinder you from going down the path that God wants for you. And so it is a good thing. And Satan wants you to rebel. Satan doesn't want you to repent because why? It keeps you bound and it keeps you trapped. And eventually you're going to go into that pity party because of the things that it's caused. And you're going to be in a pit of depression and or maybe guilt and shame. Stop that. Just repent and go on and humble yourself. Exactly. So we're going to continue on with the final thought on this. The Holy Spirit gives us fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against there, against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Galatians 5, 22-26 the Holy Spirit also helps and, and, a, and a teacher. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach. he will teach you things and bring you to, rem to your remembrance of all things that I have said to you. John 14, 25-26. Yeah, so as you read the Bible, Guess what? He's going to bring verses that's going to pertain to a situation that you really need some words of encouragement or some direction. Then he's going to bring words and verses that you've read to your remembrance. Right when you need it, it's going to be, and he's going to, but you have to read it first for him to bring it to your remembrance. Or maybe you're talking to somebody and you're witnessing to somebody. Guess what? He's going to bring to your remembrance the verses you need to speak to these people. He says that in Matthew, I'm not sure, I can't remember what chapter is, 10 or something like that, and talking about going before a court. And he says, don't worry about what to say or how to say it. It will be given to you at that time. I have found so many occasions where I'm talking to somebody and I really need to help them something and God is just giving me verse after verse and it's always the verse that they need to know so you know don't worry about how to encourage somebody because that's something God wants you to do so if it's something that God wants you to do in his will guess what he's going to provide for you every step of the way in doing it and so in remembering the verses as I said in order for him to remind you of it he first has to teach you so remember that the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ is our connection to God. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is also a friend. He's a protector, a teacher, a guide, 
He's an intercessor. He convicts only to help us to stay connected to God. And there he's so much more. There are three in one, the Trinity, separate, but also each one are one. And all we need to do to live victoriously here on earth and to have a promised home in heaven is to stay in communion with the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is a friend and you can talk to him also. You can talk to the Lord and you can talk to God. There are three in one, but separate. And I hope we have helped you to understand their three different roles. I hope this has helped you. And if you still have questions, please, you know, give us a shout out and visit our email address at info at your new life Visit our website at your new life and check out our blog page, check out our books and the upcoming books we got coming out. We have an upcoming book called Molly's journey. It's in production right now. It's an illustration. It's about Molly's journey to forgiveness. And it's about bullying. Um, new children's book and then also the train ride one woman's journey and that one is one you won't want to miss because as she's in a coma god gives her a wake-up call for how she's been treating people and you know will she come out of it will she come out of the coma what will happen so be on the watch out for that book as well so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And if you'd like to know more about the Holy Spirit, you can visit our website that for a book that I've written, Holy Spirit and the Baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it even teaches you about the baptism. Yes, it's one, it's one Holy Spirit, but he just gives you more of himself. Picture a cup of and you're putting water in it that's your heart with the water that's the infilling the baptism of the holy spirit is taking that cup and totally dunking it under water you are just covered in the holy spirit and who doesn't want that we all need that in this world today but then also god's love is another book that i've written it's about the many facets of his love and what he shows to us so you won't want to miss that as well exactly so you can catch those books and many many more on our website yournewlifeministries.org and don't forget to favorite us on Facebook and like us on Instagram and so on and so forth or on all the, all the social media websites so check us out there and always remember people, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later guys bye bye